0: This episode is brought to you by our friends over at America's Christian Credit Union. This year, they're celebrating 65 years of service. And they're a credit union that specifically provides essential school banking services and an amazing tuition financing program for schools to reduce risk and administrative burden. You can check them out online, americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. That's americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. They are amazing. You need to go check them out. And now enjoy today's episode. Hey, School Success Makers. Welcome to another edition of the School Success Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater. I'm joined by a friend of mine out of the great city and state of Kansas City, Missouri, Mr. Daryl Jones. He is the president of the Herzog Foundation, which is an amazing organization that comes beside and partners and helps Christian schools get started, get some training that they need to be a better school. And I'm going to pass it off to him in a second to introduce himself. But before I do that, I do want to highlight our amazing sponsors over at America's Christian Credit Union. They're incredible. And if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard me do this wheel before, but I love to highlight them because they offer some amazing things to schools, specifically Christian schools. And they are essentially giving you school banking services, tuition financing programs for your school to be able to reduce the risk and administrative burden of having to chase after people for saying like, hey, can you please pay your tuition rate or whatever it is? They make sure that that doesn't have to happen anymore. So what they can do is if a student is interested in going to your school, the family can actually get a financing loan through the credit union and then you get your money as a school up front. And they take care of it and on their side, and you just focus on teaching and educating the students. So it's a win-win for everybody involved. And if you're interested in taking advantage of that, you can find them online at americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. That's americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. Well... This guy needs no early introduction. He is—he's been—he can talk my ear off. He's become a really good friend after I met him a couple a couple months ago in Missouri. But Mr. Daryl Jones, welcome to the School Success Podcast, Sir
1: Mitchell. It is a pleasure to finally get opportunity to be with you. We've been talking about it and just making the calendars and the schedules work. So thanks for your your patience and uh, bringing it all together. It's great to be with you. It's going to be a fun time,
0: Daryl. I'm glad we finally got it to get connected. It was, you were, I know, counters in the line. You were sick the last time. I was oh, like, I man, this guy just doesn't want to talk to me. I, no, I, think he has- I know.
1: I know that's the way it came across, but not the case at all. I really enjoy We had dinner together, what, two months ago, three months ago, and really enjoyed the time and, and so appreciate where you're at at this stage of your life. And, Certainly as a husband and as a father, but also, you know, your heart for your heart for people, your heart for schools. And so, uh, you know, given the invitation, I jumped at the opportunity to, to be with you.
0: Appreciate it, man. Well, I like to start every podcast the same. And it's always, if I was to come visit you in Kansas City, what would you be like, Mitchell, you have to do this to have a full Kansas City experience? Oh,
1: Kansas City barbecue. I mean, okay. come on. I was just with some guys. No joke. They just caught a plane to long back to Long Island New York but we had to stop and have some barbecue because you're in Kansas City I mean that in a Chiefs game that's no. you know come on are you are you familiar with the Kansas City Chiefs I am the two-time Super Bowl champions but. those are the ones yep those are the guys we're talking about ah man see I'm a
0: diehard Chicago Bears fan which last yeah. year Tell people last year, we were number one. We were the last. We got number one pick last year. And then we, we traded it happens,
1: in. man. Trust me. We had a 50-year drought, brother. I I get it. And really, right now, with baseball season going on, we talk a lot about football season around here.
0: The, Royal, the Royals are that bad? Yeah, that they're what you're having saying? a hard
1: season. They're having, I mean, they're wonderful people, but they're really having a hard time.
0: So, go for it. Oh, them. man. Yeah. Well, obviously so when I come visit, I'm gonna get some barbecue because I've never had a Kansas City barbecue, I don't think. So that sounds that sounds delicious. So I would love great.
1: that. Yeah, um, I would absolutely love that. Good.
0: I would love to hear a little bit, and I've obviously I've heard some of this, but uh, for those that are listening, a little bit of background on on Daryl Jones himself and how he got to be at the Herzog Foundation. I know your background is of course being a pastor for many many years, but give us the background on Daryl Jones before we dive in.
1: Well, yeah, I, I pastored in in just north of Kansas City here for uh, for thirty five years, and uh, it was a wonderful it was a wonderful run. Eleven years I was the full time youth minister, and then transitioned into the senior pastoral role reluctantly. I really felt like God was, God was moving me in that direction. And so took on that assignment and did that for nearly 25 years. And Mm -hmm. then, and then from there, yeah, stepped into this role with the foundation two years ago, two and a half years ago, almost as the foundation was really beginning operation. I was invited to come and to, to be a part of the leadership of, of establishing what is the Herzog Foundation and what do we do. And uh, it was a, it was a very difficult decision for my wife and I. We loved the congregation that we were a part of and weren't looking to leave at all. But really felt like the Lord was opening a door nationwide to really help instill youth discipleship. Through uh, through Christian education and so yeah we we made the leap and and here I am talking to Mitchell Slater on your podcast are you kidding what universe have I stepped into man world the Lord works
0: in mysterious ways right <laughs> that He does so let's talk about the Herzog Foundation before we dive into typically the same three questions I, I sure. navigate through what. What is the Herzog Foundation and who is this Herzog guy that started this foundation as he before he, before he, I think it was before he passed right. or after he passed
1: away Yeah Stanley Herzog had drawn up the plans for the foundation before he died he died in 2019 unexpectedly and he had put in place that when he died the whole of his estate really hundreds of millions of dollars would serve to advance K through 12 christian education across the united states and so he had appointed the three people that he wanted to be the board of the stanley m herzog charitable foundation and uh, honestly it's a lifetime appointment for them he trusted them he knew the way they thought and so he wanted them to manage manage the, the affairs of the of the foundation as as the board and so i was the first hire in january of 21 and today we have a staff of 25 full-time employees and we're really looking within the wild what I would say the wild wild west of Christian education where there are all of these islands across the country and really around the world but looking at how we can take Mr. Herzog's resources and 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 pool them here and invest here and you know raise you know plug some holes to raise the tide so that Christian schools across the country can can grow. And so we've really identified three lanes that we're operating in. The first one is The Lion, Read Lion, R-E-A-D, readlion.com is an online news source where we talk about what's happening in in education K through 12 across the country. We talk about the best of Christian education and then we also we also highlight what's going on in public schools around the country. And there's a clear distinction with with Christian education for sure. So The Lion is a big lift for us the second one is looking at 20,000 christian schools and asking the question how can we help all of them and uh, the, the answer is we're not going to be able to build them things they would love for us to do that but the the dollars for that will will be depleted quickly And so what we've looked at is how can we bring necessary training to current heads of school? So I'd say it like this, Mitchell, oftentimes, and this is painting with a broad brush, but oftentimes the person who ends up being the head of a Christian school was at one time a fantastic classroom teacher. And so now they've been moved out of the arena where they're really competent, qualified, passionate, and now they're responsible for running a small business. And what made you a great classroom teacher are not the same skills that will make you a great small business manager. And so oftentimes in the areas of donor development, they don't have a lot of experience in that. They've been classroom teachers, marketing and enrollment. How do you market your school? Strategic planning. Where are you going in the next five years and what's your plan to get there? Culture building. And people management, how are you finding good teachers and how do you hold on to them when typically in Christian schools, in education generally, the paycheck is not the the catalyst that holds them. In Christian schools, it's really, it's the culture that you build more so than the paycheck that keeps good teachers teaching and and, uh, in step with their mission. And then the last one is really board and administrator alignment so that everybody is you know, working from the same playbook and moving the wagon in the same direction. So what we've done is we've created three-day intensive trainings for each one of those five topics. And it's a lecture lab format where we're giving training to heads of Christian schools across the country that any one of those or all of those that would be beneficial for you, here's what we say. You get to the training on your dime but then we'll cover it from there. So we bring the, the experts in on our dime. We secure the venue on our dime. We put you up in a Marriott on our dime, and we feed you on our dime. And all of a sudden, every Christian school in the country has opportunity for prope- professional development in those areas where they feel least qualified. And so that's a major lift for us as well. And then the third lane would be, you know, in this culture presently, there are just not enough seats in Christian schools for the number of people that want in those seats. So, school Box is our latest initiative, and that is how do you start a Christian school? If the two of us and our wives decided we wanted to start a Christian school, how do you do it? Where do you start? Schoolbox HF Schoolbox Herzog Foundation Hfschoolbox.com is an online platform. That we could log into and it would plot for us the roadmap as to how do we start a school state specific based on the kind of school we want. Do we want a typical five day a week K through 12th grade school or do we want a two day a week hybrid school or do we want a one five day a week one room schoolhouse? Do we want a classical Christian school? Do we want a traditional Christian school? Are we putting our Christian school as a part of a church ministry? Are we independent of a church ministry? Schoolbox is able to make those modifications to give us exactly the roadmap that we need to launch the school that God's put on our heart to uh, to establish and to birth. And we think the secret sauce is going to be once the two of us and our wives tell the Herzog Foundation what kind of school that we want to start, then the Herzog Foundation will find somebody in our vast network of educators and we'll find somebody who's running the exact same kind of school that we want to start. And the Herzog Foundation will pay that head of school to coach our launch team in starting that school. So when it comes down to what curriculum do we need for this kind of school, the person that's coaching us runs this kind of school. They can tell us the pros and cons and what would be best, even in terms of recommendations. So, School Box is our, is our most recent initiative. We rolled it out two months ago in Annapolis, Maryland, at a conference with ACCS, Association of Classical Christian Schools. And interestingly enough, to date, right now, as of this podcast, we have 60 some schools with mentors in School Box preparing to launch Christian schools in the fall of 2023 we've got another 20 plus in queue for 2024 so you know in 2 months we're amazed with uh, you know the the receptivity but even the usage at at such an early 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 stage of the game so
0: you guys haven't really been doing anything. It sounds like the last and That's couple really years.
1: all we do. We, other than that, we really don't do much at all. We just kind of sit around and yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're two and a half years old, not quite two and a half years old. And we've got a lot going on. But, you know, for such a time as this, right, that's what uh, that's what the Bible says. And we do feel like there's an opportunity right now where the iron's hot and and uh, we need to help Christian schools do their mission. And uh, and help uh, help parents understand the options that are available, as well as uh, helping launch more Christian schools, so that people won't be turned away. There's a place that they can go. I love
0: I love this resource, and I love that it's solving a problem. Like I know that's why I got into business in the first place. Is like, oh, let me what are the what's the problem out there that I can
1: solve? Sure. And
0: you guys kind of did that. I know, like with the Herzog Foundation starting, is like he saw a need before he even passed away of like I want to solve this problem and grow something that I I have a need or a a desire for, and that's exactly what you guys are doing and solving those problems. So I, I absolutely love it. And I'm, I'm hoping it just continues to to grow. And so
1: obviously there might be people,
0: and there might be people listening that are asking, they're going to ask this question, Daryl. So you, he, he left this money to start this foundation. What, what if the funds dry up? What if it's What if it's just like, we're, we're pouring out all these resources. Is there a way that the Herzog Foundation is going to be around for forever for years
1: and years to come? Yeah. What Stan wanted was he wanted his dollars spent within a 20 year period. So we're not quite two and a half years into that. The meter's running. That's why we move so quickly and let's get going. The meter's running and we've got a work to do, but the money will be there for 20 years for sure. And we already have, even within two and a half years, it's interesting the number of people who love what we're doing and want to invest in it. And so we have folks that are actually donating to us so that when Stan's money runs out, The mission continues. One of the cool things about about this mission is we don't charge anything for any of our resources. There's no subscription that you have to pay for for ReadLion.com. There's no money that you have to pay to come to our training, other than we believe you need to be invested enough in your own professional development to get there on your dime. But we cover the expenses. And then with Schoolbox, we cover, You know, we built the platform, we put the roadmap together, we pay the mentor. There's no cost for anyone to use it at all. So it's kind of a neat, to, it's a neat mission. It's certainly unique.
0: and yeah, it's always going to be there. I feel like it's always going to be a, a need that is needing to be solved. So yeah. I, I love that you guys are there as a resource for that. And I think it's a perfect segue into the kind of the three main questions we like to to go through? First one being challenges. So obviously with what you've been doing, you have talked with many, many schools, many associations. Mm-hmm. What have you kind of seen continue to pop up as challenges that Christian schools are facing right now?
1: Well, it's an interesting day that we're living in. I mean, American culture is certainly in some form of interesting transition. What is it transitioning to? I don't really know, but I do know that there's there's major you know, backlash. There is concern. And honestly, we are seeing just an amazing, really an exodus out of public schools. I've I talked to educators that are leaving public schools. They, they say a couple of issues. One is they feel like that the, the discipline issues are beyond their ability to manage classrooms. But the other thing is oftentimes they feel like that their faith, their values, and their occupation have now hit a collision course. And so interesting, you know, the number of teachers that are leaving the profession or are, are leaving public education and moving to private and Christian education. We're seeing it, you know, with students, you know, across the country that are, that are leaving. You're seeing these, these ESAs and these, these opportunities that legislators are passing across the country to give parents additional options beyond public education, which honestly, at record levels that I never dreamed I would see in my lifetime. But there's just this interesting, we're at an interesting point in American history. And as a result of that, you know, some of the challenges are number one, a cultural shift where, you know, there's just really collectively an intolerance for, for Christian faith and Christian values across the country and uh, and 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 that's certainly a challenge that Christian schools are, are facing but the, it's also the best of times you know there are record enrollments across the country in Christian schools and so you know schools that have never had waiting lists are now having waiting lists I mean we are we are inundated with requests that typically we're not not able to fulfill of, of schools that are wanting to to build on so that they can not have to turn families away because they're having to turn families away. And like I said, you know, before, bricks and mortar is really not the focus of the Herzog Foundation. We're focused far more on on how schools operate and how can we help them operate more efficiently and and uh, more sustainably. And so, you know, I, I guess, you know, when it comes to challenges, it's there's not enough classroom space across the country in schools. That are, that are maxed out and that have waiting lists and, and even for the first times in their history are, are turning families away. That's new, that's different, and that's a challenge. Nobody got into Christian education so that they could see how many families they could turn away. And so that's a challenge for sure. The cultural shift is a challenge. And you know there are a number of things, ramifications of, of those two components specifically that are affecting Christian schools across the country.
0: But these new schools that are starting up through with you guys and you're in your help this fall, what are some of those their specific challenges as a startup school? So anybody's listening and they're going, man, maybe I want to start a school. Like, what are some of the challenges maybe somebody hasn't thought of if they're looking to start a school? And what are these ones that are starting this fall running into right now as they start up?
1: The main thing right now is just assembling the right team from the grassroots. I think a lot of people say, well, I'll just go it alone. I'll just do it by myself. We strongly discourage going it alone, bring a team around you so that collectively, you have fewer blind spots, when it's just me, I have my way of doing things and seeing things. And so there are a number of areas where I'm blinded to, I was talking to one of the one of the staff here yesterday, and we were just talking about, you know, good practice is to hire around your weakness. Don't duplicate yourself. You are you. How many you's does your organization need? What your organization needs are people who see things differently than you do so that collectively you see the whole picture and the bigger picture. And so, you know, with startups, it's it's finding the right people that are willing to invest their time and invest their talents and invest their treasure in let's launch this new school that's never existed before, and then you know, as a result of that, once you put the team together, then about everything else with God in the middle of it can be can be resolved. You know, I I, I would say this to you as a as a young father and a, as a married man myself. My wife and I are coming upon really a a pretty a, a pretty cool anniversary of our wedding. You know, this, this December coming up will be 40 years we've been married. And I've joked, I've never stayed with anything that long. I mean, that's, okay. you know, that's, that's incredible. But here's what we found through the course of our marriage and through the course of living with each other and then creating beautiful offspring and then they creating beautiful offspring and intelligent offspring. There are challenges along the way. But with God in the middle of it, as we as we continue to walk through, what I will tell you is 40 years later, we're still moving forward. She is still my best friend. And Mitchell, if she were to call me right now, I'd probably take her call. (laughs) You know, and, and I think what launch groups will find is there will be challenges. But as you hold tight to each other, respecting each other, listen to each other and invite God to be a part of the process, you know what, you're going to be amazed with the number of challenges that you face, that you conquer, and then you move forward to new challenges. But God is able and the team that he establishes is is capable. He uses that
0: love it well we talked about challenges let's talk about let's, let's let's brag on what's going on right now with the herzog foundation and schools that have used you guys what's going really good let's give you a chance to share some cool win stories well
1: i'll tell out. you what's exciting is when i was talking to educators early on the first you know three to six months of my tenure here I traveled the country and talked to just some amazing heroes in christian education and asked them where were the areas that you were most felt least equipped to handle. And we talked a little bit about those, you know, donor development. I I have yet to find the educator or the head of school who says, you know what, I just woke up one morning and I thought I want to raise dollars for something. That's what I want to do for a living. I want to be a donor development director. No, across the board, they wanted to be educators. They wanted to teach kids, but now they've been promoted to a position that fundraising, that donor development is a major part of their role and oftentimes they just feel inadequate they feel awkward they're embarrassed by it and and frankly they're just not very good at it because they don't like that part of the job so as we then were able to create these intensive lecture lab three-day trainings where we walk you through the nuts and bolts the practical aspects of how do you build a donor base and how do you make the ask and how do you tell your story and what do they want to know and what do they not want to know and in what kind of order should i tell it and all of those things it's been exciting to see how this is revolutionizing the toolbox and the resources that christian educators have there's one school that that had come really one of our first trainings in donor development and the donor development director came along with the head of school the donor development director had been in donor development for 20 years in Christian education. And so she came to our event thinking, well, what am I going to learn? I mean, I do this for a living. But interestingly enough, I ran, I ran into her six weeks later at her school. And she came up to me and said, oh, my gosh, do you remember me? I said, I do. I said, donor development. She said, yeah, right. I said, "Was it any? was it helpful? Did you get anything out of it? She said, oh my gosh. She said, I've been doing this for 20 years. She said, there's a building right outside here that we're in the process of building. She said, I've raised an additional $2 million on that building in the last six weeks from takeaways of the Herzog Foundation donor development training. And I thought, you have got to be kidding me. And what is cool is typically when a head of school comes to one training, they typically come to all five, because it's not a lot of philosophy. It's really the nuts and bolts of how do I do this piece that I came to this training for. And so we're getting great feedback. And honestly, we're gonna be celebrating as a staff, the whole staff is going to take uh, the the end of the day, we're gonna take the late afternoon off and we're just going to go celebrate. We've had now over a thousand educators from 43 different states that have gone through our trainings. And so wow. we're very and, and, you know, we've been doing this for 18 months. So it's it's just very exciting to see how how God's hand is on it. And we're getting some great response from all of them, so much so that now many of these heads of school are saying, but what about our teachers? There's not a lot of professional development for classroom teachers. What do you have for classroom teachers? And so now we're in the process, you know, in 2023, we'll do 50 of these trainings for the administrators. And we're looking at in 2024, we'll likely do 50 trainings for classroom teachers in Christian mm. school. So a hundred trainings a year, chop, chop, the meter's running. Let's talk about it when we're dead. We've got a work to do. We've got 17 and a half years now to advance Christian education. So it's it's exciting. It's It's very exciting to see how it's all coming together.
0: Man, you guys are staying busy. I love the win of the $2 million extra. Do you remember what was there one thing that she's like this one thing she got from it that was like what got her to get the extra? Was there No, a cool
1: no what she told me, she said, I've never I've gone to these kinds of things before, but never like this. She said she said what separates what you're doing at the Herzog Foundation is you're not just talking about about philosophy of here's what could be you're telling me how I need to do it. And the other component is that we don't just put the sage on the stage and have them talk for three days. We do a 30-minute lecture followed by a 30-minute lab, followed by a 30-minute lecture, followed by a 30-minute. And for three days, it really is lecture lab. Okay, we've talked about it. Now you contextualize it for your school. And the coaches walk around and and help uh, help the guests in in that process. So I think it's the whole I think it's the whole environment the 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 pedagogy of it the, the the style of of teaching and learning that's taking place, coupled with content that's very needle moving in nature and not just philosophizing about it, philosophizing about it, or or talking about how hard it is. But let's mm-hmm. let's roll up our sleeves and let's do it. I'm glad you're doing hands-on
0: stuff because that is the best way to learn. I mean, I I was teaching a class last week on how somebody could structure their website to grow their enrollment, and yeah. I didn't just, like just talk and then hang up. I talked and I said, "Okay, guys, share, give me your uh, websites in the chat." And they give me their chat, and I live That's screen, she screen share, and I was like, "Here's what I would change on your site." Like, take notes Smart. and like more hands-on because I just I don't know. I'm the type of person if I go to a, a presentation, it's just slides on a screen, and I'm watching it. I'm like, "All right, like." I might get something out of it. I'm way better with hands-on, like a hands-on approach. So right, super glad you guys are engaging with them in that way. That's-
1: wow. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I
0: like to typically, last question wise, and then we can still mingle because I have a couple other things for you, yeah. but would you to share a piece of advice with other school leaders that are listening to the podcast right now. What would that piece of advice be?
1: Well, I think it's very simple. I mean, I think as I was leaving, you know, the congregation after 35 years and and specifically looking at, you know, coming through COVID, we'd experienced so much, you know, unprecedented. At one point, I I said to the pastoral associates on my staff, I look forward to to precedented times again. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. getting I'm getting worn out of these unprecedented times. But, you know, coming through the whole COVID and lockdown and the shutting down of the world, I think it's easy to lose heart. I think Christian schools specifically or Christians in general that are feeling like, oh my gosh, the culture of our world and society is collapsing in upon us. I think if we keep our eyes on the storm, it will always be frightening. That's the nature of a storm. But if you'll stop and remember what you know, Christ is still on the throne. God still has a plan. It's a good plan. It's an eternal plan. It cannot be stopped. There's a place in it for you. There's a place in it for me. There's a place in it for our children, for Christian education. All is well. All is well. It's not the time to be fearful. I'm. Uh, we. I think we've had some of these conversations privately, Mitchell. But I love the outdoors. I'm an old Eagle Scout, and I still love to get out. And my my preferred way of camping would be no tent, just <laughs> throw down a bedroll and stare off into the stars, and until I fall asleep. And then when I wake up, oh my gosh, the Little Dipper was over here, and now it's over here. And I, 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 I love that. I absolutely love that. But what, what I what I observed was when I stare off into the night, I never stare at the darkness. What captures my attention is the light. Hmm. And I think I think if we're not careful, certainly as followers of Jesus, we can find ourselves staring into the darkness and we don't see anything clearly. But if you'll look for the light, you will be amazed. There's a lot of light, uh, and I think sometimes we just get distracted by staring at how how challenging it is, how difficult it is, and I think it's easy for us to lose sight of the fact that hey, we're a part of something that is eternal, that will never end, and uh, and and uh, we're going to be okay, all is mm. well. And so I you know that would be my advice to those listening today that hey you know what based on your spirituality your own spirituality your own faith your own salvation if you are with God he is with you and you're going to be okay it's all good he has a plan and it's not going to end with you on the on the short end of the stick
0: <laughs> man pastor daryl coming out right there I, See, I feel like
1: I need to take an offering you know like- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, what <laughs>
0: yeah. I, you reminded me of a, I was actually just last night a message at, a, at our church, was talking about. Uh, I love the analogy he used because it's one of my favorite movies, actually. Have you seen it? Now, this is you might be watching this with your grandkids, but the movie Inside Out from Disney. Have you seen that movie?
1: I have not. I guess I should put it on my list. Yeah, put it on
0: the list, watch it with the grandkids. So it's, it's, uh, it's, I actually, I, I remember watching it the first time with my wife, and I was like, praising this movie and I was, she's like, it was okay. And I was like, no, like this is so good because it depicts the human brain and there's like all your emotions inside, but each emotion is a little cartoon character. So there's joy, anger, disgust, uh, fear and sadness. And all these things are in your brain and the, the little girls growing up through like puberty kind of. So she's like, Joy is like the one that she's happy as a kid, but then sadness starts to come in and says like, oh no, I think we should be sad here. She's like, no, no, why are we going to be sad? We need to be joyful. And mm-hmm. so he's using this as an example last night in this lesson from church was like, we have joy is a choice. Like we have to choose joy. Like you have all these other emotions in our, and things in our mind, but we, we have to choose joy. And so like you're talking about the darkness remind me of that of like, we can choose to be sad. We can choose to, you know, it's obviously sadness right. is not, bad. Obviously, emotions came came from God, but I, I thought that was really good last time to think about, like, I need to choose joy. That's and really point, good.
1: Just- yeah, that is really good. That's really true. I agree. I, I think I could go to your church. Oh, all right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch the movie and then tell me what you I, think. I, I will. I- Absolutely. You've got me intrigued for sure. That's good.
0: So. Daryl, man, before we close it out, I'd love to say, is there any final things you'd love to share about Herzog or anything else that you guys are doing there to, to, or a way for people to connect with you guys? What's
1: sure. the best way for to do that? I so appreciate that. Yeah, Herzog Foundation, H-E-R-Z-O-G, HerzogFoundation.com, not org dot com herzog all things herzog you can find out more about the lion and what's going on across the country in education you can find out more about our trainings if uh, if you're leading a school or in the process of creating a school and any of these trainings would be a benefit to you as i've told you there's no charge to them you just have to get on the list we only take 30 schools at a time we have a waiting list every one we do that's why we're doing 50 this mm-hmm. year just go to the events tab on, uh, on our website and you'll see what are the upcoming events. A third of them we do on the road with some wonderful partners that love what we're doing, that we've created great partnerships with. Two-thirds of them we do right here in the middle of the country in the, in the Kansas City area. So we'd love to have you be a part of that. Or if you know if you and a handful of people from your church or your neighborhood or community are, are saying we just we need options. We need a Christian school, in our community, either the ones that are here are full or we're in a rural area where there are no Christian schools, hfschoolbox.com. You can link to it from our Foundation.com website. But we'd love to help you launch one and start a, a, and create a new option and a new opportunity for your neighborhood. That is our mission. That's what we hope to accomplish advancing K-12 Christian education across the country. And we'd love for you to partner with us.
0: Love it. Well, Daryl, I've loved that we finally got to connect. I, I love know. this.
1: Conversation.
0: I love what you're doing. I'm wishing you guys nothing but the best. I'm here as a resource, of course, for you guys. If there's anything I can do to help you grow, I'm hoping that this will get the word out even more about the Herzog Foundation and what you guys are doing. But I'm a big fan of yours and the, and the whole foundation itself. So keep doing what you're doing and I'll, I'll be here to help any way I can.
1: Thank you, Mitchell. I, I feel the same about you. From the time that, you know, we shared that dinner together, uh, I told my wife, I really like this guy. And it was a, it was a great conversation. Then look forward to every time that I see you and look forward to being with you in the future as we as, as our paths cross again. Love it. Thanks, brother. All right.
0: Well, another huge shout out and a thank you to Daryl Jones for taking time and being on the podcast today. I love what he's doing over at the Herzog Foundation and I love what the Herzog Foundation is doing. So please go check out them online and all the different resources that they're providing free of charge, of course, guys. So a lot of really cool things. So Daryl, just again, thank you for hopping on the podcast today. And, And then another big shout out of course to our sponsors, America's Christian Credit Union, just really appreciative of them and their support and what they offer to Christian schools. You can check them out online, America's americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. That's America's americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools to go check them out and what they offer. You guys have heard this spiel before, but of course, if you have Facebook, please go over and join our private Facebook group just for school leaders called School Success Makers. That's School Success Makers on Facebook. I'd love to see you in there. I'm personally in there. We would love to get connected with you in there as well. We have some great resources for you on our website, schoolsuccessmakers.com. So go over and check that out. We have a newsletter we're launching later this year called the School Success Report. So you can go ahead and get signed up for that. So you get that when we launch it in the fall. We're going to have some great resources coming out later this year. Again, I keep saying this, but I do mean it. We have some really cool stuff coming down the pipeline, just trying to add more value to all of you school leaders that are out there. big fans of what you guys are doing and pouring into this next generation that's coming behind us. And as always, I'm hoping you can take at least one thing from today's episode that you can take back to your school to make it better than it is right now. Connect with me on social if you have one of those. You can find me, Mitchell R. Slater, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Love to get connected with you guys there as well and just get to know you and your school and what you guys got going on. All right. There it is again, guys. We'll be back here next week with another amazing guest as usual on the School Success Podcast. We'll see you then.